0: Welcome to another episode of the Strong Family Project Podcast. I am Joe, joined by Mel. Hi. Oh, hey there.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) it's my turn. Welcome back to the Strong Family Project Podcast, where we guide you on the path to raising confident, independent, and resilient children in a strong family environment.
0: We've done our own personal introduction on a few episodes, but just very quick background. Mel's been a social worker she's always been a mother since we've had our kids (laughs) of three always (laughs) always yeah she does our household management and she does finance and hr for one of our companies two of our companies i was a former high school teacher coach and business person and what we did is we established our family core values found a place that fit them packed up our family, moved 2,000 miles away from everything we knew to a side of a mountain and reinvested in our family culture and organization to become stronger together as a unit. And it's been very valuable for us. So we're here teaching some of the things that we've learned, sharing some of the mistakes we've made, and engaging in a new community here on the Strong Family Project. So we want to thank you for listening. Your resources, as always, are available for you at strongfamilyproject.com. To this point, they are all free. I would get over there and get the Strong Family Path, get our notes on them, download them, start making some progress in your family life, and we'll have these episodes. We're shooting two per week, 10-minute Tuesdays, which will be this episode, and then a full-length one drops on Thursdays. If you find them valuable, do stop by the podcast platform and leave a review. And if you have any questions, shoot us an email at strongfamilyco at gmail.com yeah, we just used a simple Gmail instead of getting a fancy one because I a, I'm sick of managing all these inboxes. But that's where you can ask some questions. If you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments because we do check those regularly. We've been posting shorts and our full-length episodes on YouTube, so there's a significant amount of content over there uh, as well that you'll want to check out. Okay, today's episode, pain, and I'll explain why we're talking about it today. <laughs>
1: Should I give the example of why this came up? Yep. (laughs) Okay. So two of our kids have braces, which is a good time, and I'm being sarcastic. So we are investing in that for our older two kids, and every time that the appointment comes up, it creates pain in terms of mental anguish because they hate going, and it creates pain in terms of physical because it does hurt to have the wire changed and to have someone mess around in your mouth. And this oftentimes will be coupled with poor attitudes. So this came up just yesterday. We were at an appointment and it just the teeth are doing well, but the attitudes aren't doing well. And the physical pain is just very uncomfortable for them. So I came home and I explained to Joe how it just wasn't very pleasant. And then he had a really interesting perspective on pain. So here we are now talking about it.
0: First I do need to acknowledge things do hurt. It's not like pain doesn't exist. So don't be some tough guy. Oh, like it's just pain, like whatever, like just walk it off. That doesn't really help your kids. And so we went out and asked why they were behaving the way they were having. Oh, it hurts. Like that is number one, no excuse to, be, to behave poorly towards anybody else. If it's your own physical pain, manage it and move on. What parts of what I taught them did you like?
1: I appreciate it. First of all, like you said, it it does hurt. We're acknowledging that we're not taking that away and saying that it's not true. However, you will have pain in life. And you need to learn how to manage it so that you don't let it affect people around you and how you're acting towards the people that you care about. So I appreciate that perspective. So we're not trying to say, oh, it doesn't hurt. Just walk it off. Like you said, we're acknowledging it. But then there is a connection between that and your dislike or discomfort of something and then how you treat the people that you're with.
0: Yeah, I think we can separate those. Uh, Mental focus on something that hurts does make it hurt more. Like that's been studied. If you obsess over something, you're going to feel it more. And so I use the phrase like it's just pain. It it diminishes it, but it acknowledges it. It, Like it is what it is. It is like they can look up the sign, like it's your nerves firing off that something's slightly off, but you know what it is. You know that they're readjusting your teeth and you know that this pain will go away after a few days, after things settle, like that knowledge really helps you manage it. That yes, this too shall pass. Yes, I can get through this. Yes, it hurts. And the saying came out, I was on a 50 mile ruck for a cool organization, charity called 50 for the Fallen. And this person, Chad, who runs it, we were doing a 50 mile ruck with a group at Lake Tahoe. And I did not wear the right footwear. I had some newer shoes and I was like, yeah, I'll just try these. I had bought two pairs of shoes. I'm not a big sneaker buyer, as Mel can attest to. And I decided to run a 100-mile race without running before. With no training, a week before I sign up, 10 days before I sign up to this 100-mile race, I didn't have sneakers. I had to order these. And so the first pair I put on, Fared pretty well, so I just didn't want to change them because I was scared what was going to happen. If I take my shoes off, my feet would fall apart. So I never wore this other pair. This other pair was a little bit more narrow. I wore them on this, I got on this 50-miler, and I was getting more blisters than I did on the 100-miler. And the person running it, Chad, said, okay, you know, how are your feet holding up? I was like, it was just pain. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to say, oh, I got this blister on my heel, and it's throbbing, and all these other Words to describe how much pain I am because then I'll just start like you'll start hobbling, like physically, you'll start reacting to it. And I had no choice but like, we had to get out of the position we were in, and it wasn't like we were on a road, we had to get out of the woods. We had another 10, 12 miles, whatever it was. Like, there's no one coming to rescue, there's no helicopter that's gonna drop in because I have foot blisters. And the more I focus on it, the more it's going to bother me. And so, we say, ah, it's that's acknowledge it, yeah, it's pain, this hurts, braces hurt, falling down hurts. It is just pain, though, and that shouldn't be the primary dictator of who you are as a person and how you treat other people, and that's what Mel's getting into.
1: And this, too, reminds me of if a kid comes in with a scratch, and we did a whole episode earlier about how your reaction really then evokes their reaction. But if they have a cup, like, okay, you want a Band-Aid? And then we just put it on, and it's over. So a lot of how you perceive the pain Is how things go on a lot of we know some people who all they talk about is the ailments that they have and it really is a struggle because I think it starts to become too much of your identity so we want to acknowledge the pain but not reinforce it or another example that I considered I was like well, if I take them to this appointment we have to go every six weeks and what if I just promised them ice cream afterwards because then maybe they'll act better because they're looking forward to that reward But really, I don't want to start associating the pain of orthodontics or whatever the pain might be with food. I don't want them to grow up and then think, I'm having this pain, so I'll just buy a carton of ice cream. I always, that that image of someone sitting in front of the TV just shoveling ice cream in the mouth because they're dealing with some kind of a physical or mental pain. I I don't want to create that association for them. We want to acknowledge the pain. It's even helpful to to expect pain in certain situations. Things are going to hurt. We use the example of working out. Sometimes you will hurt during workouts. Now Obviously, you don't want to go so far where you're causing an injury. You're getting better because you're working hard and you're feeling it. So pain can be useful, but I think when it starts to be associated with, like, groveling and just feeling bad for yourself, it really leads down a road that we want to try to avoid.
0: Yeah, so two things there. The first one, dealing with the pain. You mentioned with the cuts. Here's the formula I like, and I think you should write it down. Pain to plan, to progress. Yes, you're in pain. What's the plan to get out? What's the next step to make progress? And so whether it's as simple as a little cut, okay, that does hurt, let's get a Band-Aid on it. That's the plan. Do you want me to go get it? Yes, okay, now you're making progress. You go and get the Band-Aid and start working towards it. That's a very simple example. That really matters, especially the progress piece. So you see progress in moving away from that pain. And so if you're really hurt and just laying there and screaming, there's no one there to help. But that hurts way worse than if you have someone that's calmly talking to you with a plan to help you progress away from it. And so whether you're dealing with injuries or even mental anguish, use those use those three Ps. Pain, then come up with your plan, then start making progress, even if it's imperfect plan. It's better than no plan, and even if it's in perfect progress, not as much as you would like to make, and you can't make it go away, but you can progress it slightly. You can put the cool compressed on, or you can be a listening ear, depending on physical pain or emotional pain or whatever it is. Sitting and wallowing in it will make it significantly worse. Not having a plan will make it worse, and it'll start making that person panic, another P, if you don't have a plan we learned this i just did a community emergency response training and it was also taught in our emergency first aid like when someone is hurt in pain you need to stay calm and speak to them and you make progress even if it's just evaluating oh does this hurt and you touch the other leg like oh that doesn't hurt you start to identify what doesn't hurt versus the acute injury that they do have and you stay calm and you help them progress through it while help comes and so there's a great way to deal with it because as parents we're going to have things that hurt whether it's on us or other people but if you have a calm mindset avoid panic and then you plan to progress you can certainly work your way through any amount of pain Because you have to there is no other choice other than lay there and panic and go into shock which is extremely (laughs) negative now the other thing i wanted to mention is what mel was talking about and i think this is a huge issue with society today including much of my life where it's like all right we want this person to feel better. What do we teach them makes them feel better? I'll take you get some ice cream. Let's go out to junk food. Let's I'll get, take you out to let's let's try to mask this pain by giving you something else that you can associate with your quote unquote medicine, and that creates some terrible habits. It did in my life. Stressed out. I had a super stressful day to crack open the wine and the Ben and Jerry's. Wine. Not for me. Ben and Jerry's is for me. Wine is for you. Uh, and then we just realized, like, wow, where did these habits come from? Is this good? Is this keeping us on our path? The answer is absolutely not. But they were ingrained because that's the life that a lot of people live. And how do you celebrate? Junk food. How do you move away from pain? Ah, junk food. It's all just some numbing agent that doesn't help you plan and progress away from it. And so... I've given you the plan of how to start working through it. It isn't perfect. Pain does hurt. But if you plan and progress, that's how you get through it. And then to avoid the temptation to mask it with a negative habit layered on top of it. Now you're habit stacking, and now you're ah I'm hurt. Like, hey, can you make me dinner? Can can we order pizza? Can we have some cake? Can we have cookies? Like Mel said, it's tempting. They're like, all right, let's go to the orthodontics, and then we'll take you to get ice cream. So let's make this situation good. Now you've taught that ice cream is the medicine and celebration for them being good. That's not it.
1: Or let's say that, they, let's say that they weren't good, and I still took them. Then it's mm. like they're getting away with it, and they're still getting rewarded.
0: And I do get it because it makes our lives easier as parents because it does work very short term, but not long term, and it sets us up. And them up for failure long term. It's a, just a short term band aid for the little pun there on the situation.
1: But, and just, I'm going to repeat this again being aware of the associations you're creating, whether it's through how you're living your life, so how you're role modeling for your kids, or what you're teaching them. I think those associations are very difficult to break when you're older, too. So just bringing awareness. There are other ways to celebrate.
0: So there's a bunch in a very short episode on, on, building resilience. You want to build confidence, like let them manage and work through pain and handle it themselves. And that is incredibly confident building to be able to work through something that is a struggle. And so there's a lot of value in it. It is worth it. Try to avoid masking it with treats. Mel, last words.
1: And when you're teaching your kids this concept, we have to deal with it with a calm mind. We had this conversation when we got home last night and we didn't yell at them, even though I wanted to, because I was pretty angry at how it went but we, Joe always brings some humor to it and we want them to learn from this. We, we, we always have that end goal in mind. We want to walk away from this conversation learning something and hopefully you can walk away having learned those Ps. I love that. The pain plan progress, walk away from this 10-minute Tuesday having some kind of another tool in your toolbox.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode. If you found it valuable, you owe us a review. <laughs> it would help. Yeah, <laughs> spread the word. Yes, please. You're very kind. <laughs> We're sitting around on a Saturday morning chatting it up with you in exchange for hoping to influence more lives and help more people. And a review, specifically a text one on your favorite podcast platform would go a long way. And to help you out as an individual, we do have resources for you for free at strongfamilyproject.com. Talk to you on the next episode.